Hello, everyone. So, two things. First, I got a new microphone. I'm really excited. Testing it out for the first time right now. Let me know how it sounds. Second thing, I am sorry that I did not drop the episode last week. I'll be honest with you, I went to a wedding in Charleston and I woke up on Sunday morning ungodly hungover. So, yeah, I hope we can understand where I'm coming from on that one. <laughs> no, but for real, I'm really excited. I loved listening back to this episode with Ronnie. Um, our guest, I guess I haven't mentioned, Ronnie, she played soccer at the University of Miami. She is from Canada. I was connected to her through Rio, who was our first guest on What the Hell Do I Do Now? She's incredible. I'm really looking forward for everyone who's listening and getting to share her little nuggets of wisdom because it sure did help me. So without further ado, enjoy this episode with Ronnie. on she is from the University of Miami played soccer there pumped to have you on Ronnie thanks for having me you're living just outside of Miami right now Delray Beach right yeah, I stalked you a- on LinkedIn <laughs> yeah it's about an hour north of Miami <laughs> so I wanted to start off the conversation talking about did you want to play after college and kind of the decision if you did to not and and how that was for you Yeah. So growing up, obviously I played soccer my whole life. And then I went down to Miami, played for four years and kind of always thought that I was going to play pro. Like that was my plan after school, kind of up until like my last semester in college. So soccer ended November was the end of the season, my senior year. And so I still had until May to graduate. So I knew I was going to be in Miami. I was hanging out. Didn't know if I wanted to train with the team or not. Was kind of playing around with other ideas. Yes, I could play. I have a bunch of friends who have played, who are currently playing. I had heard about really good experiences and I had heard about some really bad experiences and kind of did more research into like, what kind of money could I make doing this? What does that even look like? Came to the conclusion that, okay, it would more so be for the experience. Like I would get to travel, go see some cool places, meet some really cool people, have a really good experience, hopefully somewhere, but maybe for one, two or three seasons. And then it would be like, okay, I'm going to come back and have to restart my life. I I have to like reroute somewhere and figure out what you want to do. Exactly. I know that there would maybe be the possibility of I could maybe do it for a decently long time, like maybe a decade. That'd be cool. People do that. And they're really successful with it. But more than likely, it would just be for maybe a few seasons. And then I'd have to come back and figure out, all right, what's next? So that was a scary thought to me. I'd also, I studied business in college. So had like a pretty good degree and started going to career fairs and feeling out like, what are my other options? Like what, what else could I possibly do other than just going and playing? It became my default option. Mm-hmm. And I was super excited about it. Could be really fun. But I was thinking more in terms of like long-term and my life and what does that look like? And is it going to be easier for me to jump into something else now? Or is that going to be easier for me in a few years? Yeah, like it's going to happen eventually. So what's the best time? I mean, and it's hard too, because 
like I remember crying after my last game in season because I was like I don't know if this is my last game ever you know like mm-hmm. it, and it's it's not right because I've, I've played in like co-ed leagues and pickup leagues and everything's fine but it's not the same like this is the last competitive high level d1 game that you know I know I'm gonna play so super conflicting and emotionally in such a weird place honestly what I'm doing now so I'm I'm working for a family office here in Florida making investments into early stage companies I ended up getting a really really cool opportunity when I met my current boss you know I went to a career fair didn't really have much pressure because I was like okay I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go play pro and then happened to meet my boss and we actually connected through being athletes because he played soccer at a division three school in Massachusetts he was an all-american understood the mindset of being mm-hmm. an athlete what that took while being you just school. get it like some like if you've done it you get it exactly so I got super lucky to meet him there they just happened to be looking for somebody out of undergrad to come in it honestly it sounded like the coolest opportunity they were like it's this family office this very wealthy individual who ha- has an office about an hour north of here and he wants to hire somebody out of undergrad to literally travel across the U.S. and go to campuses and different cities with little tech ecosystems with early stage companies and just source good companies to invest in. It was That's kind awesome. of like this open-ended, really cool opportunity that almost seemed dumb to pass up. It was conflicting, but it was also really, really cool. So I ended up deciding to do that because in my mind, I was like, there's no way an opportunity like this is going to come up in a few years once I decide to come back. That's just That's not going to happen. So it's like, you don't know... Do you follow what you have done and what you know for the past 20 years, 15 years, or, you know, we've never not played soccer for more than two weeks, maybe. I don't know. It looks different, but there's no right answer of which one's best or which one's the right one. I guess there's one that's probably better than the other. And I think my biggest fear going into it too was, am I going to end up regretting this, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is kind of my, my one chance. I mean, I guess now if I really, really wanted to, I could train super hard for a few months and then try to go play somewhere, like go get a trial on some team somewhere. And I could probably do it. 100%. But I was in my prime. I was fit. had just come off a good season and... Competing gets the best in the country. Right. So it's kind of now or never. If I don't do this, it's going to be a lot harder later. And am I going to regret this? I've been honestly super lucky that I haven't really regretted it. I've missed it and I felt sad about it. I'll go play sometimes and it's kind of weird because you're like, wow, it feels great to play, but it also makes me kind of sad because it's not the same. I'm also like, I swear I was better than this. (laughs) Yeah. I'll get super competitive and then I'm like, this guy's like 40. He probably has three kids. There's no need for me to get annoyed right now. Yeah. (laughs) It's still sad, but I, I wouldn't say that I regret it. There's also so many other great things that have come from me ending up staying in Florida and the things that I've been able to work on at work. Again, going back to like my boss who hired me, he kind of took me under his wing and has given me some really awesome opportunities to actually invest in some companies and meet with people all over the US and Canada too. I kind of selfishly roped Canada into it. Like they're like, I'm going to be traveling. Like I should go to Toronto. Like, you know, there's lots of stuff happening there too. It's just been a really, really cool experience. And I actually, it's super funny I remember going into my first week of work and being like all right I guess this is kind of just pre-season like I guess I go into this and just like try to learn and soak up as much as I possibly can in the first week or month or whatever it is and then go from there because that's kind of all I knew yeah that's the schedule you have for the past four years 
I was literally just like, okay, that's how I approach this, I guess. Just work really hard, learn as much as I possibly can as quickly as I can. And I was super lucky that my boss understood where I was coming from because a lot of kids that come out of school, they've done all these internships in the summers. They have so much experience. They literally rack up these logos that they can put on their resume. Like I did this this summer and then like this when I was a sophomore. And like I also worked while I was in school. How did you have time to do all that? And I'm literally like, well... I, I had to report for preseason. I like one, some of the summers I took classes. So I had my training the team, like the summer before my senior year, like I, I ran the practices as a, a team captain. So yeah. like I was there yeah. making the freshman run. Like, I like was, that I was, was my job. <laughs> that, was, that was literally my, my job. job was to run and then make other people run. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I worked in the athletic department because they were really nice and they let me come in and do digital strategy stuff. you did stuff some photography and... for the university's sports teams, yeah? Yeah, I helped out with some of the social media and like went to some of the football games and the basketball games and took photos and helped with some of that stuff. But it was pretty flexible when it comes to hours. It was a part-time, like come into the office for, you know, I don't know, 10 hours a week and then uh, go to some games. But it wasn't like the students who come in and do it for, for a full year. They waited mm-hmm. until my season was done and then they let me come in, which gotcha. typically they don't do. So that was awesome that they let me do that. It's just tough when you don't have this stacked resume that all these kids do coming out of school. I was super lucky that my boss got it. He understood. And I think they were more so just looking for characteristics of people. Like, do you know how to work really hard? And do you have that grit? Well, and I think that's the experience we get that, yes, even though others might have a ton of experience, you don't necessarily have the coach breathing down your neck and yelling at you and two days and three days. And we deal with all these things that we didn't have internships, maybe in a formal office, but you better believe if someone's yelling at me, I'm fine. Like I will not crack under pressure. You know how to fail. Yeah. (laughs) You definitely know how to fail. I got it. And multitask and prioritize work. Wake up super early, go to practice lift film all this stuff and run to class sweaty so sweaty I was had like dirt in my hair I'd be like pulling twigs out <laughs> I'm like sorry so you get to class and I was like can't you like what who is this girl you like Just waddle in with ice bags and I'm like don't look at me yeah I'm leaking with my ice <laughs> bag get an ice bag <laughs> yeah. saran wrapped onto my leg as I'm, I'm always late to class and I'm like <laughs> excuse me you have to prioritize sleep and getting the right food and all this stuff and then the second you get an open window to actually get your homework and get your studying done like you do it and you prioritize and know how to do that that ended up being super useful like all those skills ended up being super useful it was just getting up to speed with other things like what are the social norms of being in an office and like what are the terms that I'm supposed to use in this industry and stuff that people learn in internships so it was just nice to have somebody who was willing to help me go through that process and then okay I have all the you know, the tools and the toolkit. I just need to like figure out how to use them, you know? Exactly. Kind of changing gears. What was the highest level that you competed at? It's actually pretty crazy. If I look back, like, so I was born and spent the first part of my life in Ottawa, which is five hours from Toronto. Okay. And I want to say I was maybe 12 or 13. Every second weekend we would drive from Ottawa to Toronto so that I could do a two-hour training session on Saturday, two-hour training session on Sunday, and then drive back to Ottawa every second weekend. So I did this for two or three years. I can't believe my parents agreed to this. Like they literally took shifts. They were like, this weekend, 
dad is going with you to drive five hours there and then five hours back and stay in this hotel with you. And then two weeks from now, like mom's going to go. They have so many hotel points. Like they knew us at the hotel when we went to check in. Yeah, I can't believe they did that. But that was like the highest level. That was the National Training Center in Toronto. I think the setup is a little bit different now. Like they actually have people move and live with host families and stuff. But at the time it was just, if you want to come and train with the best, you have to get yourself here. So we did that. And then they had like a satellite center in Ottawa that I would go to on those other weekends and like during the weeks to train. I did that. And then we also had our club teams. So that must've been like through the winter, we would do that. And then in the summers and regular season with club, we would have our club teams. So I did that. And then it actually worked out really well because two or three years later, we moved near Toronto and we moved for a bunch of different reasons. Like it's closer to my, my mom's and dad's side of the family so it worked out perfectly it was time to move and then I joined um Burlington which was my club team basically through high school and honestly one of the best teams I've ever played with that's what I've heard it was amazing for so many different reasons but I kept going to like once we moved to Toronto then I like twice during the week and every weekend I was in there training so that was kind of I guess like team Ontario which would be like the province we did that training and then it was kind of like the feeder program into, you know, the national team pool. So I did that and then left for Miami and then was at Miami for four years. Did you stay in Miami in the summers? The first summer after, like after my freshman year, I did because I took classes, which was great. And then all the summers after that, I actually came back a month before so that I could train with the team preseason would start in August and honestly part of that too was also just being able to train in the weather because if I when I was training in Canada with the dry (laughs) cold air and then going down to Miami freshman year I literally remember going to train at 7 a.m the sun's not even out yet I can't breathe like it was like carpet in my mouth like (laughs) we were trying to do a fitness test there's not even sun yet and I couldn't breathe came down like your body just gets used to whatever you're putting it through so Mm -hmm. now when I go back to Toronto and I go to run up there I can't breathe because the air is so dry and so cold because now I'm used to the humidity your body adapts which is so cool but my whole focus when I was in school was like I'm gonna play pro after like I need to optimize for my season so I gotta figure out what I need to do to be the best like we have we have fitness testing on August 1st August 2nd or whatever like I need to be ready to pass all of those I know I'd be running and I'm like, there's one person behind you. Hurry up. In my head, like visualize or I'd like be like, oh my gosh, I'm losing. Come on. And now I think about in the normal day-to-day life, that is not a normal thing. <laughs> like, when I'm like doing my homework, I'm so competitive about it. Somebody uh, else is working yeah, harder than like, you. <laughs> no one will beat me. It definitely was hard, especially the first year out of school so spring semester is is great right like the season's done you don't have to practice with the team so you're like I get to experience what it's like to be a normal student Mm -hmm. and super fun time it was awesome way more free time like I can't believe people get to do this I got super into yoga actually um which was great because I was into it like especially it helped me a lot with my fitness testing the last year breathing techniques and all that Mm -hmm. but then once I didn't have soccer I got a membership at a local studio in Miami and just went almost every single day for a month because I just was like I don't know what else to do I'm just gonna (laughs) I have so much time this is great and then but the really hard transition for me was when I graduated and then a month later I started working and having to go into an office from 8 30 to 5 30 every single day I had an hour for lunch but sitting at a desk for that long every day 
And you go from walking to class, even like our warm up, you're so active on days. That's a walkthrough. You're active. Yeah. It was literally like going from so much activity to having to make sure that I either work out before or after work, just to stay sane because the mental part of it, but then also like physically it was just a lot. And it's weird because you wouldn't think that it, you would get so tired just from sitting all day, but having to be in one place, sitting, focusing on something for, you know, eight hours, I was exhausted by the time the work so was done. It was so hard to get myself to go out and like move, go to the gym in my apartment and work out. I think I did a really good job for a while, but it was hard. And, and I hadn't had internships or things to kind of test the waters of what it's like working in an office. And I remember just crashing at you know 2 p.m every day like how do people do this yeah, we still how have, am like, I supposed to do three this hours left in my life like yeah oh, it just my takes gosh. a lot of adjusting perfect segue when you are done what routine did you establish and what's your current routine it's changed a lot I think especially too with the last year with COVID I haven't gone to a gym in over a year I have apps, like I do stuff at home now, but I think there was a such mental shift for me because in my head, especially right out of school, when I went to work out, I had to work out hard. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to work out. Like I always do, like I have to do something super hardcore, you know, like I have to do. And if I don't, I, then it's like not a good like, workout. What's the point? Or yeah, like, it's like it was, I put waste so of my time. much pressure on myself oh, if I'm going to go run on the treadmill, like I got to do like the gauntlet. Like I need to do a mile really quick. And then, oh, I haven't man. heard that word in so long. <laughs> <laughs> and then I it came to a point where I was like, you know what? Like I don't actually have to do any of this. So I was like, okay, let's just go for a 20 minute jog. If I feel like this is too hard, like I'll just slow down a little bit. Yeah. Like and you then, can walk if you want. It was so nice. Like no one yelled at me. Like right? <laughs> I was like, wow, this is really nice. <laughs> but it was, it was almost like unlocking that for myself and realizing even just going for a 20 minute jog or doing 10 minutes of activity makes me so much happier as a person like that was a given throughout school I knew I was working out all the time so I didn't never really notice like, how it affected my mood but if I go for a few days now like sometimes I'll be really busy with work and I'll just work super late and then I end up just not having time to work out like I'm just too tired I'm like I just want to go to bed eat some food and that's fine because that's life now but I go for a few days or sometimes a week without doing a pretty hard workout the second I do it I feel a thousand times better so right now I'm in a co-ed 8v8 league on Sundays so that has been super fun so on Sundays I do that and then I try to go for a few runs throughout the week and it really varies every once in a while I'm like super motivated and I'll wake up in the morning before work and I'll go most of the time that's not the case. Every once in a while, I'll take a break and actually run at work, but I haven't done that in a while. Usually it's after work. And then I have four apps on my phone, actually, that I kind of have been leaning on a lot, especially with COVID. I don't really have a gym to go to, but I have a band at home and a medicine ball and a couple dumbbells and I'll just like do whatever I can. At some point, gyms will open. Like, okay, Gyms are open. I'm in Florida. People don't wear masks when they're supposed to. So like I, I was going to say, I was like, gyms are open <laughs> here. I would assume they're open in Florida. I just haven't gone. So yeah, I'll get vaccinated fair. and then I'll be back in the gym. Heck yeah. Have you been new at anything since being done with soccer? Well, I was new at my job and it still feels like I'm learning a ton all the time. The fact that I always kind of feel like an underdog at work, like a lot of people probably couldn't deal with that. I always deal with like the imposter syndrome of like, 
do I actually deserve to be here? We were just talking about other students that maybe didn't play sports in college, had all these internships. And I'm like, they definitely deserve this over me. But then it's like, wait a second. Well, I'm here too. I obviously deserve to be here. Also going from something that you're really, really good at and feeling like you're the best or the top of your game and then going into something where you don't know that much, it's easy to feel that way. But we're also almost inherently better at dealing with it we're used to being knocked down and having people yell at us and messing up in practice constantly or having a bad day and then having to come back the next day and get your shit together. You know, yeah. like we have to deal with that all the time and we're used to that. So I almost felt like I had nothing to lose. So when I started working, I was just there to learn and meet people and was super grateful to be there, but went in with this mindset of like, I'm just going to get good at this. Cause um, that's how, I mean, that's how it was. This is my job playing soccer here. And if I want to continue having it, I have to do well. It's like a survival mode of I want to play, I want to do well, and I need to do well. So, and it hasn't been like smooth sailing all the time. I definitely have moments I feel like, oh, this, this is, this is hard. And I've even had conversations with Rio where sometimes we just both end up in the same mood. We miss soccer. Like this is so sad. And you know, did we, did we make the right decision? Like not playing and. I always come back to like, yes, I definitely did. And I don't have any regrets, but it's still like that nagging feeling of that would have been really cool. You know, mm -hmm. it was just so abrupt too. It's just, it's a hard thing to deal with. And I was super lucky, I think in a lot of respects, but um, it still hits me every once in a while. What did you do that helped you work through the transition? Just trying to stay busy, honestly. Having so much free time was weird at first. And then having to fill that up with either work or working out. I got class pass and went to a bunch of different exercise classes. Like I said, I kind of got into yoga, which was good because really good for your mental health as well. But it also kept me really busy. And it's kind of funny when I think back to soccer practice, I could almost always count on if something was going on in my life that it kind of sucked or something that I was stressed about, I would go to practice and completely forget about it for an hour or two hours or whatever it is. That's it. I just get to focus on soccer and have a good time, be with the girls. And it was a huge stress reliever for me in that respect. And the only other place I found that after soccer was when I was in yoga. Yoga is so hard. <laughs> it kicks my ass every time. I walk in and I'm so, I'm confident. And then I think the first 10 minutes I'm like slipping, like I'm sweating so much. And I look over and no one's sweating. I'm like, why are you guys so good at this? Like, y'all are fine over here. <laughs> did you do hot yoga? I, I, I guess I did. I think so. <laughs> it was always core power was like the one that's local around here. Okay. God, I'd get my ass. Yeah. Well, because there's so many different kinds and I've heard so many people say, oh, I'm not flexible, so I can't do yoga. And I mean, that's why you do yoga, you know, but yeah. you get so much better at it when you do it more often and eventually it kind of clicks and you get used to it and you figure out what you like because there's so many different styles and I'm by no means expert or really good at yoga but it's something that I just I enjoy being able to completely just focus on one thing kind of like when you go for a longer run and you just forget about everything else and you're just focusing on the music and running and that's it yeah I think those are the the closest I've gotten to when I'm in practice just having a good time and it's awesome I guess with yoga, like you can see each day or each time you practice, okay, yesterday I might not have been able to hold this or done this, this pose, but now I, you know, I'm getting closer to being able to do it. And you can set tangible goals, which was also super weird to I not love have. tangible goals. <laughs> so weird. I, I remember sitting in the office 
you know, a few months I first started working, like, wait a minute, I have to do this the rest of my life. I just have to like come into work. It's so different than you have your season, you come in, you start your season, you have your goals for what you want to achieve for the season and where you want to go as a team and then individually. Like for me, I was a striker. So, you know, I would love to score this, this many goals this year or assists or whatever your goals might be. And then, oh, I want to make the NCAA tournament or I want to make the ACC tournament or whatever it might be. You have all these goals to work towards and there's an ending. You mm-hmm. know, by November, you either it achieve them or done. don't. Yeah. And then you reconvene and figure out, okay, how do I get better for next season? The whole spring, we would be like August 1st. That's preseason. You always had something that you're looking towards. Now I have goals that I work towards at work that are very personalized based off of what I'm trying to do and my role and what the company wants from me and I've figured that out over time but at at first it was very weird trying to figure out what am I supposed to do in the first year what's realistic I don't know because I've never done this before such a strange feeling what do you think something that would have made that transition easier probably just talking to people in a similar situation I guess actually talking to Rio was probably the thing that helped me out because we were in very similar situations we literally grew up in Canada went to team Ontario and provincial program training staff were on the same club team then came down to the U.S. for school played soccer for four years and then ended up getting hired by family offices we had different roles but we were essentially working for the same kind of organization doing pretty much the same thing so we were in very much the same situation going through the same struggles. We're in the same space mentally. So we would touch base all the time about how we were feeling, what we were going through and kind of make, make each other feel better about it. Like that, that was super helpful. Knowing and you're not like alone in the feeling that you're feeling is, exactly. it's so comforting. Like it sucks yeah. that you're feeling that way, but it's nice knowing that someone else is right there next to you. Kind of sad. Um, they did a study on the effects of covid on athletes in terms of them just having to stop playing all of a sudden and i saw that come up and just the mental health effects and how you know there's increased depression and literally just stemming from an abrupt stop i cannot i'm like so thankful that we are not playing during covid agreed but i also saw that and was like that's pretty much every athlete who has to stop their career which everybody does at some point whether it's an injury or something forces you to or you literally have to make the tough decision like I did to stop playing you inevitably reach that point and there isn't much there aren't any resources there's nothing to really turn to when you're done playing so everybody goes through this kind of disassociation you kind of have to figure out who you are and yeah. how you identify because for so long it's like yeah I'm an athlete like people ask me I play like, what soccer. do you do <laughs> I play soccer I was about to graduate from high school and they went around in my class to basically what are you like what is everybody gonna do like what what's your plan and people were like oh I'm going to study this here I'm going to study this here or I'm going to trade school or like I got a job here or whatever it might be and it literally got to me and I was like oh I'm going to University of Miami to play soccer and my, my teacher literally went um okay but what do you what are you going to study I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm in the business school, but it doesn't matter. My coach is always like, school first, then soccer. You're a student before you're an athlete. And I'm like, bitch, please. Like, come on. 100%. 100%. It's not how any of us view ourselves. I don't know what I wanted to do. I went through like 10 different majors. I knew I was going to study business. 
And I think it's different in Canada too. You, you usually have to pick a major before, like you apply to a certain major and then get in and then go study it. Whereas in the US, you can just be an undeclared major or get into certain schools. So I got into the business school, but was undeclared within the business school and then figured out what I wanted to study. For my whole life up until that point, I was just an athlete. That was who I was. And then you go from that to being, okay, like, who am I? What are my priorities? What do I care about? How do I function without having a team of girls to hang out with every day and, and see how do you make friends and, like yeah how do you make a doctor's appointment and I guess everybody goes through all of that but it's just hard when something that you identify as just kind of basically just gets ripped away we know it's coming no one talks about it no one talks about okay the week after this mm-hmm. is how you might feel people talk about it oh back in my glory days like they don't talk about like the shitty part of the transition it's really fun to be an athlete and be in college and then it's really fun to start your life but when that ends and that time period between what it will feel like what you'll do what will help or what might not help I don't know there's just no conversation that's, that's not the focus the focus is especially from the people who are there coaches and anybody who kind of supports whatever team you're on all the focus is on performance and mm-hmm. the season and how everything's doing and then once you're done it's kind of like okay like you're done yeah see ya go figure it out I mean I remember when the seniors would graduate we're like we're gonna miss you so much the team won't be the same without you and then the team is fine everyone moves <laughs> on new people come in conveyor belt new next athlete it's different it's just not a focus on everybody loves to be like oh you know this person was on this team and now they're doing this and they're so successful and everything's great highlighting all that but there's not really much support for people who finish and then they don't really know what to do there's no help in that regard which it's kind of it sucks but um, it's more so looked at, well, this is what everybody has to do. They all, everybody has to graduate from school and then go figure out what they're doing with their life. Uh, but there's just this added piece that I think people don't really understand of a piece of your identity, just getting ripped out yeah. and then having to also figure out who you are while also trying to figure out what do you want to do and how are you going to, you know, make money to survive and pay the All bills. the basics plus the added stress of, well, shit, the one thing I enjoy doing, I'm not doing anymore. So what do I enjoy doing now? And I've actually talked to people And it's something that I've always tried to focus on is I don't want to have a, you know, a peak. Everybody's like, oh, I peaked in high school or I peaked in college or whatever. I really would just like to keep going up, you know, find the next better thing that I'm going to do, which is super hard, but it's kind of what I've always strived to do, set myself up so that the next thing is better than the last thing I did. And I've heard multiple people say, what if that was the best it's going to get? You know, like I was in college in my prime, I was playing every day and I had all my friends there and I was doing what I loved. Like, what if that's it from now on? Like it just goes downhill, which is a very scary thought. And I think something that everybody goes through. It's like a realistic thought. I loved college and I'm like, could I love anything more than this? Soccer was the one thing I could escape any problem. I was surrounded with all my best friends. I was in a beautiful town, you know, as you were too. And so it's like, I don't know, could it get any better than this? Because it was pretty awesome. That is a scary thought. And you kind of learn to love the process too of chasing after your goals and working with other people to go after something. So it's almost like that is missing too. And I think it can be helpful to find something else, whether it's something in work or some other kind of goal or something that you want to be good at. Like you said, starting something new, maybe snowboarding. All of a sudden now you want to be really good at snowboarding mm-hmm. to be able to focus that energy because it almost feels like you're wasting time or not being productive if you're not putting all of your energy into something to be the best at it or yeah. growing or getting better or trying to achieve a goal because you literally focused on that for so long. If you were talking to an athlete just out of their sport, what would you tell them? 
I guess I would say like hang in there because it does like it gets better for sure as you get more used to how life is. I would also say figure out who your people are like your close circle of people that you can really trust and that you can lean on for support and stay close with them. Even if, you know, usually people move away from wherever they are once, you know, if there's a big life change, like graduation, people move away and then you're not living in a dorm or living next door to all your best friends. But having that small, you know, handful of people that you keep in close contact with and make sure to check up on all the time so they're also there for you is huge and even if they don't have to be like a, a Rio who had a literally parallel life to me that we could <laughs> vibe on every level it can be somebody who just understands and is there for you and that you can vent to that I think is the biggest thing the aspect of community you have a team behind you the whole time all four years and then when you're done, that, that structure kind of leaves, making sure to invest in your new team, finding a yeah. new team that I serves lot, the same purpose. Yeah. A lot of people too, I, you go from having a, a 20 plus group of people that you see every day and it can be weird to go to whatever your next phase of life is and not have that many people that you're acquainted with, but that's not weird. Like I, I think people are like, well, you know, I don't, there's all these people that I thought were my friends and they're not, like, that's normal, completely normal. Is there anything that you thought I was going to ask you or that you wish I would have asked you? No, I mean, it's just, it's nice to talk with, with somebody who's gone through the same kind of thing. I think you're doing this podcast, which is awesome. Like you're going to talk to so many people. It would be awesome if we could form a little group or create a little community. Obviously like you might connect a little more or someone might connect with your story more than they do with someone else. You know, like obviously you and Rio felt very similar and have very similar lives. And maybe there's someone else out there that has a very similar situation that you do or just comes from the same place or whatever it might be like or is facing the same decision of trying to choose whether they want to play or not. And exactly. However you want to do that, I think that could be really cool. Thanks. What would your walkout song be? I'm not really a big fan of walkout songs, which is kind of funny. Um, I would say by default, I would probably just go with like, you know, we run the world girls like by Beyonce. Literally just because I feel like walkout songs are more for the fans than for the players. And when I think back to Miami or the best games, like the, the coolest feeling was after the games going and having all these little girls like there to with your poster wanting you to sign in and stuff. And oh, that just gave me chills. Yeah, that was the best part. So for them, I feel like that's the best song. That's a great song. I listened to it today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for just chatting and talking about what you struggled with and your experience. Of course. Thanks for having me.